Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to a very special episode of Double Density with your hosts, Brian and Angelo. Double Density, sometimes we just cover special tech events. Angelo, today marks the annual Apple keynote event. We're to start with this, right? Uh, we have a lot of hot takes we want to get to. We have some ideas and things like that, but we kind of have a couple of questions that we'll be framing this very special episode. Um, so f- the first one for you, and we'll kind of get into some of the particulars, but if you had to put together a thesis statement for the 2018 Apple keynote, uh, what would it be? It's the same thing every year. The best iPhone ever. Yeah. Again. <laughs> it seems like it's like a very consistent wardrobe being beaten over and over and over again, right? Well, that's the thing. One would hope that it is the best iPhone ever because uh, this is, like this is a common joke. You're going to hear this joke a thousand times over if you listen to tech podcasts this week. It's yes, of course, it's the best iPhone. One would hope that you would make your best <laughs> iPhone the year after you made your best iPhone the year after you made your best iPhone. Right. So I feel that Apple, and this is my thesis statement, by the way, Apple, I feel like Apple has entered a really big cycle of diminishing returns, right? Like if you take like Friday the 13th, one and two, fine. But once you reach Friday the 13th, eighth, like Jason takes Manhattan, like there's very, very little that will astound you anymore, right? Of course, it would be you that would have a a horror movie based analogy for this, but I totally get it. Uh, We're at the point now where the iPhone from three years ago is almost just as good as the iPhone now, I was actually having a quick uh, texting uh, messages with uh, Tyler and Alex from RGBA, who, no, let's say they're a little more uh, into the, the knowledgeable tech stuff than we are. As knowledgeable as we are, they're like really uh, developer level, let's say. And Alex has been uh, using the beta on the iPhone 7, and he says it runs super fast. Right. Like faster than it did with the iOS 11, faster than it did when he first got his iPhone 7. And it makes it harder and harder for you to upgrade, which is something they actually brought up when they were talking about their environmental stuff, how their products last longer because you can use them for a longer time. I think we covered that on a regular episode where they tend to uh, cycle out longer and longer, right? Because back in the day, it was like 12 to 18 months. Now it's inching closer to the 2022 mark. Look, uh, my, my iPhone 6S is still working very well. And it's three years old at this point, almost, I know, it's, I guess it's the four generations back at this point. And we have a 5S in the house that's working totally fine. It does its job. Right. I have 17 or 18 months into an iPhone SE and I have no complaints at all. Uh, very quickly, though. Uh, so this was the first time that the event was streaming live on Twitter, right? Yeah, that was weird, actually. I thought it was just a typo where like... Uh, would like follow us on twitter to know when it's going to be streaming but no it's it literally streamed on twitter and uh i don't know if you caught the little joke that tim cook pulled no i only saw like like updates i didn't actually get to see the presentation itself so about 20 minutes before the event itself tim cook tweeted out uh can you get me one over here right away and then deleted the tweet pretty quickly so people thought he had made a mistake text messaging or something uh but no, it was just a hoax because of part of the, the opening video where you see somebody running across Apple campus to bring him something in a box. And so it was uh, one of the new iPhones, I assume? No, it was the clicker, the stupid ah. clicker for the show. I, and as soon as we got to that point, I'm like, oh, it's going to be the dumb clicker, isn't it? And it was. Uh, it was a fun little video, but, you know, they like to start their events with these silly little uh, promotional things. Something I really like, though, is that right at the top of the presentation, they said that they're going to be concentrating on two products for this keynote, right? So we uh, saw a new phone, and uh, they started things off with a new watch, right? Yeah, the new watch, bigger. I don't know if I needed a bigger watch. Um, it's pretty 
big now, but I guess the screen goes further. Right, so it's 30, 30, like 30-ish percent bigger. Yeah, just about. Uh, so now they've gone from 38 uh, and 42 to 40 and 44 millimeters. Um, the neat thing about it is the haptic feedback on the digital crown. That's kind of cool. Louder speakers, the back's redesigned. Um, there's some really cool stuff with health, with the e- uh, ECG meter and the uh, falling alerts. So like if you fall... Like the SOS alert? That's pretty amazing if you're uh, if you have elderly parents or whatever, and you give them an Apple Watch. Um, but but for anyone, in fact, if you fall, it's 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 kind of cool. I did I did have uh, like some joy came to me seeing the little stick figures of the people falling. I don't know if right. you saw those, like the, the yeah, I saw some of the stills. Yeah, those kind of they're kind of cute. I guess is the right word. But some interesting features there. Uh, definitely not something that would uh, make me want to upgrade from my current watch, though. Something you mentioned this afternoon while we were watching this, or you were watching this live and I was following updates, is like, this is a hypochondriac's like worst nightmare. Yeah, the, the, the ECG thing where it's going to start telling you have a, you're having a heart attack or something. I don't know exactly how it works. We haven't really delved into too deeply into what has been said. Like we kind of like, again, I, I was working today, so it was like kind of watching it on my lunch break and like in the background as I was working, my iPhone was like propped up on my desk because my new office has amazing Wi-Fi. So I can like just leave the iPhone in the background, not even pay attention and just kind of listen in. So instead of listening to podcasts this afternoon, I listened to this event. So it is 400 bucks US for the GPS edition, 500 for the regular with cellular capabilities, but they've knocked down the price to 279 USD for the Series 3. That's a great price for what you can get with the, you know, with the Series 3. The Series 3 is amazing. I don't know how much faster or, or quicker this new watch is. Yeah, but how uh, much do you need? Like, that's the out thing. Of a watch, the Series right? like, 3 is super fast. So that was product number one. We're going to put that into a box. We'll move on. We'll talk about things later. Product oh, wait, number one little two. thing, Brian, I wanted to say and made me very happy and really smart. Band size stays the same. So if you have lots of really nice bands, I have a nice band that my wife gave me for Christmas. If I did buy a new generation of watch, it would still fit. Great move by Apple. So uh, watch to phone. So the iPhone, I don't even know if I want to talk about these and their names, which I, I believe like one of my questions to you is like, what is the worst part about the presentation? To me, it's the naming of these new phones. Yeah, uh, same here. I've been hoping for the last two years that they're just going to start calling them iPhones without a number. I think, though, they... I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to stay iPhone 10? Is it... Like, once you go to 11, uh, there's the 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 whole thing about uh, the Spinal Tap joke you'll have there. But also, uh, it's kind of getting uh, too much. Too yeah. many numbers. So, uh, uh, well, so the thing with this right now is that it's the iPhone, like, XS, XS Max. But they want the X to stand for 10 instead of saying 10, right? Yeah, it's the iPhone 10S Max. Either way, you're, it's saying another word. You're either saying, uh, you're either saying 10S or XS. Yeah. And it's... Uh, this is iPhone uh, XS right here. Yeah. And it's funny because uh, another podcast, Clockwise, was literally titled, It's either 10S or XS. And that's what they, they, they thought they were going to call them. And they were right. Yeah, no, it is very, very unfortunate that they've decided to go this route because these names all seem so similar, right? Like, and that's the problem is that like, unless you know, and you look at a spec sheet, you, you don't necessarily know which phone is which. No. So the 10, you kind of can though. And the, the differentiation is actually pretty clear. Um, the regular 10 S looks like last year's 10, except there's an extra gold color. The 10 S max is huge. It's, it's as big as the iPhone plus of whatever year you want but it's all screen it's it's gone from a 5.5 inch screen which is what i have on my iphone 8 plus 
to like the full thing being 6.5 inches. That's a huge screen. That's an um, old school Kenner Star Wars action figure right there. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, your analogies tonight. You're as like you're you're, you're linking I'm fired things. up. Fired yeah, up. Pretty cool. Um yeah, it's it's very big. And then we have the other phone which I don't really mind the name too much, the XR. Not oh, too bad. Oh, it's the 10R, right? Oh, sorry. See, I'm even saying See, it wrong. See, there you go. And you got you get mad on me during our regular yeah, episodes when look I at call that. it the it's, X. It's um. But I, see, I, th- this points to the big problem with this, and I think that's the, the biggest bummer is well, one of the biggest bummers is the lack of like proper naming things. Like, it's not a good marketing strategy to the layperson. I've uh, so I heard this said by Casey Liss on his podcast. Uh, he was saying how with an extra letter after it. He has, he has not had a hard time saying iPhone 10, but as soon as you add that other letter, which is what I just did, I added that other letter and I, I can see what he's saying. You make the mistake of saying two letters in a row. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, as you could, like, it's like the Nintendo 3DX, uh, 3DS, like XXL or whatever, right? Yeah. Like there's just too much going on there. It's, it's a word soup. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, it is a mouthful as well as the A12 Bionic is also another mouthful, yeah. but uh, it was the A11 Bionic too. They didn't. They didn't change the Bionic this time. They 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 didn't have any other marketing terms. I guess. Uh, neat thing there. It's the first seven nanometer chip. Kind of cool. What, what does that even mean? It's really small. I guess it's the process of how many transistors they can fit on the actual chip itself. Uh, that means a lot of processors, a lot of things. Yeah, transistors. I feel like that is some of the best parts of the uh, the entirety uh, of the new iPhone, right? Is just how much they've crammed under the hood. Like I saw a bunch of uh, really, really neat stuff involving the camera and how the camera is going to work and focal points and things like that. And I think that um, it, it, it's sort of like augmented processing power lets it do a lot with a phone uh, camera wise. Yes, uh, this. So there's two cameras now. The 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 iPhone tens regular like the 10s it's hard to say uh they both have the same cameras um front and back they're identical in terms of those phones the the front cameras improved the back cameras improved i think seven megapixels in the front 12 megapixels in the back who cares about the megapixels but they can do this cool thing where you can take the uh the portrait shot which they've had since the seven but now control the depth of field after the fact right and that really uh actually amazed me yeah, I, that's one of the things that I, I managed to see is I saw a short clip of, of them demonstrating that and then blurring on the, the clearness of the background for portrait shots, which was really, really cool. And I feel like the portrait shot last year was a really big deal. It is a big deal this year. I guess, you know, they're getting on board or they have been on board with, uh, you know, with, with selfie culture, with social media, and they understand the importance of that kind of thing and coming off artistic, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, perfect for Snapchat and Instagram. And this new processor seems to allow uh, something that the Pixel uh, 2 did last year which is allowing for these portrait shots with a single lens camera, which is what's on the 10R. Um, right. You can do this. You can't do this with any other iPhone that has a single lens camera. It's basically, they're saying it's because of the A12 and what it can do. I don't know if that's the case and if it's just a reason for you to want to upgrade to these phones. Whatever, it's still pretty neat that you can do it with a single camera and they finally figured out what uh, Google seems to have figured out last year. Well, I think they're playing catch up in that arena too, right? So one of the other things that the A12 provides or allows is for better uh, augmented reality AR, right? Yeah, the AR has been pretty good. You can get AR functions uh, on the 6S and above. Last year it improved immensely, so I think it just ran things more smoothly. And again, another improvement there. I don't know, AR still not really catching my attention that much. Some of the measurement stuff is cool, but eh. 
so they had that whole basketball um, demonstration, right, of like based on where you're shooting from, what your percentage was, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that augmented reality is interesting, but most folks aren't adopting, you know, taking to it properly, right? So there hasn't been that one miraculous app that makes AR like a must use until and until that point, I don't think it's a top sales point for a lot of people, no matter how cool uh, things are. I think we talked about uh, VR in the past uh, for consoles and how that hasn't been uh, widely adopted either, uh, mostly due to like price point, but also, you know, due to the fact that like it, it's perceived as like a niche. And I feel like AR is still very niche for people. It is. Um, the only thing I've really used is the, uh, like I said, the measurement stuff, which now is iOS uh, included. It's like part of the, 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 the OS. And I've played a few games here and there. The kids kind of have fun, but it's really, I really haven't spent more than like half hour total since I've had uh, this in iOS. So it's not really something that's uh, caught my attention yet. Kind of cool to see Steve Nash there. Yeah, um, for sure. Not not a uh, Miyamoto esque uh, surprise <laughs> reveal uh, or excitement, but that I think that's still of all the stuff Apple's ever done. That's the thing that was like, oh my god, my two favorites altogether is crazy. <laughs> so the thing is that like they did Mario Run. Like, where's the the sort of like the sequel to that? Like, what's the next step for for Nintendo entering the mobile game? Because it's been kind of quiet for two years almost. Well, they've had a few things. They've had. Um, the Animal Crossing stuff, they've had the Fire Emblem stuff, and they're supposed but these to be are like secondary on a properties. Mario Kart game. But these are like secondary properties, right? Like well, they don't have Mario Kart. No, but I meant more like like if I say Fire Emblem to people, they might stare at me. Whereas if I say Zelda or Pokemon, that's well, different. okay. There's Pokemon Go, right? But that's more universal. That's not Apple only. That's true. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what like I know they have the Mario Kart planned, so we'll see what what comes of that. Uh, but. Nothing super exciting. There was, well, actually Elder Scrolls was announced for, uh, what is it, Blades or something? I don't know. Something, though, that they've announced with the new iPhone, something that will make both small business owners and drug dealers happy is <laughs> the dual SIM. Yeah, I, I, people seem to want this. I don't travel enough to really care, but I can understand the appeal for, especially, especially business people, for sure. If you're traveling, that's great. Just to make things clear, dual SIMs means that uh, SIM that uh, you're allowed to have two phone numbers on the same phone and not uh, two concurrent games of like the SIMs running. That's not what we mean here. No, 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 not that at all. That would have been pretty cool, though. Well, yeah, I guess no, so. That would have been all. Uh, <laughs> like Will Wright coming up on the stage, you know, kind of talking about the, the SIM legacy and sort of going into like SIM life or whatever, like the new SIM life. Yeah, no. But yes, dual SIMs, helpful for travel. Um, I'd hazard a guess that maybe like 15% of iPhone users will ever really get much out of that. You're th I think it's way lower than that. I'd say five to seven. Yeah, I guess. Uh, really, these new iPhones, in terms of processor stuff, the processors are amazing. Is it going to be noticeable day to day? I really no. doubt it. For the majority of people, no. Uh, the, like, I can't understand like the iPhone 8 and 10 going much faster than that. Like They're super no. fast. I can tell the difference between the 6S and the 8. That's right. for sure. But once you're getting at this point, it's so fast. And iOS 12 apparently improves on that even more. So again, you, people shouldn't be buying these phones if they already have like an 8 or a 10. It's really not that big of an upgrade unless the camera stuff is that much better for you. But really, it's not. It's, it's really cool stuff and great for people that upgrade from the, the 7s and maybe the before that. But for now, I think you're good. The, the biggest surprise and the the most exciting thing out of this is the X, uh, again, the X, there you the go. 10R. The XR, yeah. It, it really is, uh, that is going to be the killer phone this year. Yeah, I think they've realized that they need to lower their price points. Um, so it's 749 US starting. Uh, it's still kind of expensive though if you're a phone owner. 
I guess, but not anywhere near as expensive as the other two. Um, and it's stuff that's not going to be really that noticeable to the average consumer. Yes, no, I mean hold- it's, it's it's like a so the if you choose the 10s Max uh, with a 512 gig in Canada, it's about two thousand bucks. Yeah, uh, that's cuckoo. Uh, honestly, sixty four gigs is plenty for most people's uses. Like, it's nice that they all start at sixty four now. That's great. Yeah, goodbye thirty two. Goodbye to a measly sixteen, like the one I'm running on my SE right now. That's awful. That's the way it is, and I'm fine with it. it. It allows me to be very, very trim, um, and really only keep the pictures that I really want for putting them onto the cloud, right? So I'm, I'm fine with that. The size too. It's, it's interesting that this, this 10R is, is slotted in between at a 6.1 inch screen, and all those rumors are true. It seems like they caught this months and months ago. Uh, the, the major difference is going to be the camera, which is a single lens. But again, you can do a lot with that single lens, and the screen. If you hold them next to each other, you will definitely tell the difference between one and the other. But if you're used to having just a regular phone in your hand, I can't tell that my iPhone 8 screen is an LCD screen that's nowhere near as good as the OLED. It still looks fine. Right. Yes, hold the next one iPhone 10, it looks like garbage. But right. hold it in your hand, it still looks fantastic. It's a great screen. Coming back to something you were mentioning before is uh, the idea that they're becoming more and more environmentally friendly with their iPhone production, uh, which I think is like a really, really good move. And I think it's one of the better uh, things that was announced today. Not necessarily the most spectacular thing, but I think it's it's moving towards uh, a place where the a gigantic tech firm like Apple understands its place in the world. Yeah, uh, really great. They're recycling the tin they're using. They're using better plastics, transitioning to recycled plastics. And again, something they've been actually touting for years is that their hardware lasts longer. Uh, they're really trying to get away from that planned obsolescence thing that people were obsessed with a few years ago. And they're showing that, hey, no, you you can use these phones for a long time. Unlike uh, an Android phone, unfortunately, which what will run you maybe three years max before you can never upgrade it again. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think uh, two, three years, max, max, max. I'd say also just the way that software cycles run, um, especially with apps, right? Like you'll see, you start to see like slow down and things like that for certain ones. Yeah, and um, now the phone that will last you the longest, uh, the Max Max Max, is the iPhone XS <laughs> Max. Max Max Max. Uh, they should have Max Headroom on stage. They could have. What's Matt Fruer doing these days? I don't know. So all in all, kind of like a ho-hum uh, keynote. You, you, would you agree with that? Nothing super exciting. Like there's Nothing came out this year where I was like, oh my God, I want to have that. Like in 2014, when they announced the Apple Watch at this event, I was like, oh, wow, I really want that thing. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be hard to wait six months for it, but I was very excited to get one. There's, uh, a, there's a real lack of like true surprises this time around. I feel like, like I was saying at the top, like the the law of like diminishing returns exists here. I think, you know, apart from the updates to the watch and the new iPhones, there were like minor updates to the HomePod and TV OS, you know, shouts out to the neglected step kids out there. Yeah. Uh, but it was largely no Max, devoid of... Apart yeah, from there's the large, Max. Yeah. See, that's going to be confusing now, right? Yes. They have two types of Macs. Are you confused? Macs. And you're I'm, like an Apple zealot, right? So if you get confused, then yeah. Charlie Q Public will definitely get confused. There were Macs announced at this event, but not the Macs you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there's. The, I think this confirms that there's probably it's going to be those years where there's an October event. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be some new Macs to announce. <laughs> Here's that word again. And uh, there's going to be a new iPad to announce, and it's going to be a big enough change that they're going to want to have its own event. Probably a smaller event. Uh, Well, actually, no, they don't really have smaller. They used to have like the town hall where they would have these smaller events, but now they just have that one theater. So they'll probably just have it there. Maybe less invites will go out, but it'll probably be a Mac and uh, iPad event. I find a year and a half is a long enough time that people don't feel cheated that they bought an iPhone just a year ago. And now I was like, oh, there's a new one? Yeah. 
we'll see what's going to happen. I think there are going to be uh, iPads announced in October. Will they have a press release or an event? I think it'll be an event. Here's my question for you, though. My last question of this very special episode of Double Density covering the iPhone keynote event 2018. Where do you think Apple will be a year from now? Where do you, like, what would you like to envision for 2019 for them? Well, 2019's going to be interesting because traditionally it's been uh, a named iPhone, then that named iPhone with an S. And last, last couple of years was a bit weird because they had the 7 and the 8 and then they announced this 10. But where do they go from there? Are, is, is it going to be 11? The, no, the 2019 will be the iPhone 9, my friend. Oh, just to confuse people. Exactly. Even for, I mean, like, l- l- look at the names from this year. Of course they're into that game. I, I, I wonder, will it be the Apple phone? Just like the oh. Apple Watch and Apple Music? I doubt it. iPhone's too big of a name, unfortunately. Or I, I, I do think a hard reset eventually will happen, right? I'm hoping. They need to get away from the numbers. Like, again, people keep saying, are we going to have iPhone 17 in a few years? That doesn't really yeah. make much yeah. sense. So for me, and I was talking about this in the regular episode that we uh, dropped yesterday, I feel like they're going to need to get into content eventually. And I know that they are, and it's very slow moving, but I feel like that is where the real gold lies because it takes a lot of money to win at the content game. And that's something that you and I both understand. But naturally, like Apple now is just a, a content conduit, right? Yeah, the, everybody gets their content through their phones or their devices of whatever. Like everything I consume in this house in terms of media pretty much comes through an Apple device of some kind, either my, my computer, my iPad, my phone, or my Apple TV. But isn't produced by Apple? Not really, apart from the software that runs it. You're right. Right, uh, and that's the whole point, right? So I feel like in order to win the hearts and minds of the populace at large, they're going to have to really start putting themselves out there in terms of content. Like, it, it's fine to you know to have, as you're saying, like the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple TV, but like without the content itself, they're just the middleman. And I feel like if they really want to be the global enterprise that they aspire to be from end to end, I feel like they really need to step it up within the next twelve to eighteen months, or else they'll just keep allowing apps and licensing apps, you know, and and just. Continuing onwards as uh, not the beginning, uh, but more so the end point of a lot of these things. Yeah. And look, they're happy with what they're doing. Obviously, they're making the most money of it at any company in the world. Although I think Amazon just came became a trillion dollar company as well. Uh, they're doing great this year. I don't know. It's it's. I'm sure people, these iPhones are going to sell amazing. I really am hopeful about this X, again, about this uh, Ten, it's, I have to th- stop and think to say 10. It's hard. It, See, it's that's really what I'm weird. talking about. It's, it's the letter. It's the second letter that messes me up. There, and there's a lot of iPhones. Is this too many iPhones is another thing I thought. iPhone 7, I iPhone is. 8, iPhone 10R, iPhone, iPhone 10S, and iPhone 10S Max. There's no iPhone 10. They did like they did with the iPhone 5 and discontinued it and made it a 5C. But what was really smart is this 10R has the same price processor as the 10S. That's a really good value. Yeah. I think so too. I think that's the the takeaway is that like if you're looking to get a phone that's like on the lower end of the Apple spectrum, the 10R, I almost said the 10XR, which makes <laughs> no sense, or the like the iPhone XR, which sounds like a Mega Man game. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like, you know, uh, going forward, yeah, th- there are definitely a little too many iPhones going on right now and there's a lot of juggling to do. And I think having to explain people uh, to people, you know, at the consumer level how this all works is going to be very difficult in the next year, which is why I think a hard reset on the names would make a lot of sense. Well, look, we've, we're going to think about this over the next little while, um, and we'll talk about it uh, in a future episode, see where things have landed after the, these iPhones come out. Uh, the 10R is actually coming out later than the 10S, is what I've understood. Um, but we'll see when all these things drop and how they look. 
Um, I think Apple's going to have a decent year. I think so too. I just think they need to really uh, step it up, uh, as I was saying, in the content game. But hey, that's just one man's thoughts here. And with that, we're going to bring this very special episode of Double Density to a close. You can find us on Twitter, double underscore density, facebook.com slash double density podcast. Same thing on Instagram. Head over to doubledensity.net. Go ahead and click on the contact button. Let us know your thoughts about the Apple Keynote event. Is there anything that we've missed? Anything that we haven't covered? Uh, do you agree with us? I hope you agree with us or else you wouldn't be listening. Uh, or maybe you're hate listening. Hey, that's cool too. You can also go ahead and see how you can subscribe to us on different platforms platforms from Stitcher to Google Play to Spotify to Castro to etc 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 Angelo any closing thoughts for me this year is not a year I'm upgrading anything I've I upgraded most of my stuff like I said uh, in the last episode recently so I'm not in the market for anything new for people that are upgrading these are great products and I think uh, the killer uh, iPhone is the uh, 10R I had to stop and pause and say 10R but yes wise words from the Apple Oracle here on Double Density and the Apple Skeptic says, hey, Angela, you're saving money? Good for you. More Switch games for you in your future. Yes, some great stuff coming out. (laughs) I will see you soon, my friend. See you, Brian.